and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Fellowship of the Ring one sword-filled minute at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Norman Mitchell. And joining us again today is our friend Melissa Lee. Hello. Hi. And today we'll be talking about Minute 64, which starts with Aragorn finishing the line from yesterday, uh, seen if I wish, uh, he can avoid being seen if he wishes, and ends with Pippin's angelic sleeping face. Aww. So cute. I love Pippin. He's my fave, as I've said before. Uh, Mary, Dominic Monaghan, mentions that his favorite uh, take that they did for this scene didn't make it into the movie, where instead of laying there with his mouth open, he's sucking on his thumb. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's precious. <laughs> right? <laughs> like Elijah Wood on the commentary is just like, oh, I hope that's still there. I probably took it out. <laughs> It's a little unseemly. That's really funny. <laughs> well, I mean, they're supposed to still be children. They're not even like full-grown. Adults, they're not even of age. Yeah. Since hobbits come of age at thirty-three instead of fifty-two. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, we're never gonna live that down. No. Never ever. So, I like how that guy instantly becomes a pancake. <laughs> like there's a hole already waiting for him. Yeah. Like like the like the grave's already been dug. Oh, that's so macabre. Like, <laughs> I mean, insta dead, insta pancake. I mean, I guess there's mud, but why is the mud that deep? I'm sure it's manure. Just you know, ew. <laughs> Just to add to that really stinky British factory town. Can feel. you imagine the last thing you see is just the gate that you're supposed to be watching? coming towards you yeah. that's so sad you open this little tiny door and you're just like well i'm dead he watched till the end yes he died doing what he loved his watch has ended oh <laughs> no oh sad oh no there we go do we see all nine of them I don't think, no, there's just four. There's just four. The four yeah. that we saw previously. Yes. And, yes. And speaking, like, from a couple of days ago, talking about how the ring rights have a really gothic feel to them, this is, like, the most gothic scene so far with them. Oh, with the the hands, with the armor, and the just like, ghosting. Gliding by, like, they're on, like, skates. They're on Heelys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're cool. I want the I want the cut of the movie where everything stays the same, but instead... They're just wearing Heelys. And, like, Butterbur is just, like, terrified but looking away. Like, he's almost like he's been paid off, but he doesn't want to watch. I don't think he's been paid off. He's Gandalf's best bro. Right, but I mean, like, that's kind of the feel you get from that look, because the Wraiths just walk right by him and ignore him. Whereas they just plowed over the other guy. Well, he's, I mean, they, they're on a mission, and right. he's hiding. He's, I, I would say he's hiding. Kind of, I would say that he's kind of like, you know, the you know how there's always in like a movie when there's like a like a hostage situation. There's always that one guy that's like praying in the corner. Yeah, that's this guy. Yeah. <laughs> I was but like, he's not a hostage or anything. No, I know. Yeah. I think he's more like a um, like a 50s housewife. But because there's no ladies in this movie, <laughs> it has to be like a guy. <laughs> right. Since there's like two named women. Yeah. Right. 
three if you count Rosie, but you can't really count Rosie for she the does, most part. I mean, she has one line. Yeah. In this one. Yeah. And then, like, one line in the last one. She does a good job cleaning that cup. That's right. <laughs> I will say. <laughs> Double time. <laughs> I can't imagine. <laughs> just... <laughs> now in my mind, there's just, like, that same exact scene, but it just, like, cuts to Butterbur. And he's cleaning the cup. <laughs> and then double time. <laughs> that same, like, big smile. Wait, this scene with the ring rates? No, he's like... He's just cleaning the cup out of comfort? Like, that's a thing that all bar peeps do? <laughs> no, I'm like, like the same scene of, like, Sam looking up at the bar, but then it's just Butterbur instead of Rosie. <laughs> you know how some people have, like, worry beads? Like, all yeah. bartenders just have... A cup with a rag. A cup. <laughs> There's always carrying around a cup and a rag. When you graduate bartender school, you're just given, like, that's your, like, diploma is, like, the honorary cup and rag. Yes. <laughs> yes. Here's your silver cup. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it shiny. Keep it safe. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but, you know, like, it, it's just him being very much a coward. He's just like, I'm not going to try to stop this or delay yeah. this. Oh, would you? They're uh, they're not coming for me, so I'm not going to stop them. I mean, self-preservation. Yeah. It's one of the best, like, scared, distraught faces that we see across the whole trilogy is that guy yeah. right there. And it's kind of cheesy, but it's fine because yeah. there's, you know, four in, dudes floating in his in little like, In his little, like, like stereotypical nightcap. nightcap. Yeah. <laughs> and his little gown. <laughs> his, like, jack jump over the candlestick cap. Yeah. <laughs> the little white cotton yeah. cap. He's <laughs> got, like, a little puff ball. <laughs> He's got a teddy bear off, off camera. This is apparently... Um, I think it's Fran's like favorite scene. They talk about it in the commentaries, like mm -hmm. this, like this thing with the ring wraiths kind of like sliding in. We didn't talk about Fran in the last minute. We didn't. Um, so apparently, I did not know this, but the scream that the ring wraiths make, the core sound that they manipulated to make that screech, is just Fran Walsh screaming. Yes. Into a microphone. She apparently injured her voice doing several takes. She blew out, like, the equipment the first yeah. time. They took her into the Foley stage, and they're like, all right, scream. And then she just did the most horrific scream that the sound guys have ever heard, and they're just like, oh, my God. Yeah. And that's what they used. Yes. So Peter Jackson's probably very familiar with that. His wife screaming in terror? I hope not. <laughs> no, just, like, in anger. What? I'm making... No. That's sexist. Get off of my podcast. <laughs> I mean, he makes that joke himself. Misogyny. And so does she. <laughs> no, I In the I commentary. Um, I like... I like that... Um, What does Sam call him? Longshanks? <laughs> yes. Longshanks. Let go of him, you Longshanks. I'll have you. I'll have you. I'll have you, Longshanks. Yeah, well. And what? Like, and like, <laughs> Pippin has a chair, and Mary has like a candle stick. Yeah. And Sam's just got his fists up. He's like, "Let's go." I'm surprised he doesn't have a pot or a pan, like Rapunzel. Right. right. Or like when he's fighting the orcs in Moria. Yeah. No, he's just got his fists. He's like, "I'm, I'm gonna punch this man in the face." Well. That's not sound strategy if you're a hobbit. 
I'm going to punch this man in the junk. Yeah, low yeah. blow. It's the most effective. I'm going to punch him in the junk, and then Mary Pippin's going to break this chair over him, and Pippin's going to set him on fire. That's, that's our battle plan, that's guys. That's a good, that's a solid plan. Because you, like, punch, and then he bowls over, Pippin snatches the, snatches chair, over the him. chair, and then when he's distracted, Mary lights him on fire, and they get Frodo out. And that, then they just run. That's a solid plan. And then Aragorn has a supervillain origin story. I'm really proud of them, <laughs> actually. Well, considering they're, it's, like, level one. Like, yeah, right. they're improvising. Yes, yeah. it's good. It's it's a nice little moment. They have lots of dots and wisdom. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a good it's a good moment, and it just it it again very quickly like the last ten fifteen minutes or so are so much about establishing the connection between Frodo and Sam, mm -hmm. and this is just another one of those moments. Yeah, well, and Merry and Pippin too. Yeah. But, like, especially Sam, because he's just the one, like, no weapons. All right. Okay, I'm done. I got yeah. this. I mean, that's that's just Sam, though. Yeah. What are we going to do? Hit him with something? No, just grab him. Punch him. <laughs> Get off him. I mean. I guess, I guess this stuff's back in the room, like, and Sam's like, no, I've got to do it now. Like, we can't go back <laughs> and get the pots and pans. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's valuable seconds. <laughs> yeah. So he could already be dead. Oh, Sam's such a good, like, boyfriend. And then Aragorn <laughs> just, like, looks at him and puts his sword away. Yeah. You have a stout heart. That will not save you. I really, I've I'm gonna always... I'm going to compliment you and then bring you into despair. Right. I, I have always loved the way that Viggo Mortensen delivers the line that opens this minute and bridges the gap from the last one. Like, I can avoid being seen if... If I wish, but to disappear disappear entirely, that is a rare gift. Mm -hmm. I've always really loved that line. I like his accent on You Have a Stout Heart, Little Hobbit. Yeah. Because I don't know what accent it's supposed to be, but it's kind of lilty. It yeah. lilts, a lilt, lilts a little bit. Aragorn in this movie has like kind of a lyrical way of speaking, mm. which I've always found kind of cool. Yeah. Everyone always speaks so nicely. Did you want to talk about, like, alternate universes, Aragorn? Well, I mean, there's <laughs> there's one in particular that through his introduction, I can't possibly imagine working. What, Nick Cage? Nicholas Cage. <laughs> I can't possibly imagine this introduction working with Nicholas Cage. Did you know about this, Melly? No, but I just rewatched, as you were saying that, I just rewatched the bit where he pulls off his hood, and I'm imagining that that's Nick Cage. <laughs> Like the first time you see his right. face properly. It's like, yeah, the face that's like the bug eyed face that is in all those Nick Cage memes, just yeah. photoshopped under yeah. the hood. <laughs> just like leaned over, like, you don't say. <laughs> yeah, they were considering uh, Nicolas Cage for Aragorn. He Did he read? I, I don't know, maybe. Um, Vin Diesel did. That would have well, been sick. And that would have probably been okay. Yeah. Would He's he not have been a terrible like actor. I don't know. I mean, they probably would have put him in a wig. Everyone in this movie is wearing a wig. Vigo's wearing a wig there, probably. Is he? I imagine he probably is. Like, most of the stills you see of him, like, most of the images you see of him, at least after done filming, he has short hair. And before. Well, I mean, if I had to wear my hair like that, and I'm yeah. not used to wearing long hair for 18 months, I would shave my head. Yeah. But I mean, like, a lot of the hobbits are wearing wigs, Gandalf's wearing yeah. a wig. Pretty much everyone on this movie is wearing a wig. Vigo probably does sometimes. Yeah, or like extensions. Yeah. 
at least in the beginning. Orlando Bloom's wearing a wig. Yes, he is. And John Reese Davies is wearing a wig and a face wig. A face wig. <laughs> a, f- a face wig. Face wig. Right. That's what I'm going to call the fake beard now. It's a face wig. That's what I'm going to call all beards now. Hey, I like your face wig. There you go. It's like, what? That's good. No, I, I can't imagine this introduction working with Nicolas Cage. Not even a little bit. Um, Who else was it? Like Russell Crowe? Russell Crowe. I can see that. Russell Crowe, yeah. I can see Vin Diesel. I can dig. I can dig Russell Crowe as Aragorn. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's an Australian actor, too. Yeah. But, so. I mean, they're not in Australia. But I guess the, the biggest thing I think that would have stopped Russell Crowe from doing this is I think Gladiator came out around the same time. I thought Gladiator was, like... Well, maybe, yeah. I guess late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah, people would hmm. still just remembered him as Gladiator. Yeah, that's true. He just like takes the hood off. Are you not entertained? <laughs> <laughs> My name is Maximus Decimus. I mean, <laughs> Strider, Aragorn, son of Arathorn. <laughs> Has almost the like same that Legolas line. Like, do you not know to whom you speak? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just stands up. He's in the Roman armor suddenly. Oh my god. <laughs> Gandalf just puts the thumb down. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It's Elrond. It's just... <laughs> Shaking. Oh my god, he does that at the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good. Oh my lord. They recorded yeah. some of this with um, Stuart Townsend, right? Yes, they did. They, uh, they originally cast Stuart Townsend, and then not too far into starting to shoot scenes with him, they're just like, this doesn't work. What has he been in? Um, I think he plays Lestat in Queen of the Damned? Yes. Is that Stuart Townsend? Yeah. Yeah, that's him. He's a, he's a, a thin, more gangly man than Viggo Mortensen. Yeah. He looks like a child. That's weird. Like, even with facial hair? Like... Vigo looks like he's well into his forties, like, <laughs> like like he's into his forties, but he's aged well, you know. Yeah. And Stuart Townsend, especially at that time, did not. No. Huh. Like because it was sixteen years ago, he would have been like in his twenties. If you had um, if you'd had like Frodo and like Stuart Townsend as Aragon and like you know, Legolas in the same shot, you would have been like, who are these children? Because <laughs> right? Orlando was also like 19, 20, right? He was in his early 20s. Yeah. He was still real young. This was his first big movie. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and like, Stuart Townsend was also just like way too young looking. Like, you put him next to Elijah Wood and you're just like, this guy's supposed to be 90? Yeah, hot grandpa. It just doesn't work. I mean, he got the role probably because his reading was really good, but it just just didn't work. Yeah. Well, I mean, that happens. I mean, like, that happened with Back to the Future. Yeah. Because um, they recast Marty, right? Yeah. It uh, was supposed to be um, Eric Stoltz. Hmm. And they filmed, like, a big chunk of the movie, and they're like, this isn't working. Yeah, I don't remember. I, I was reading, I remember reading about it when I was looking up, like, alternate casting things. That they filmed, I don't remember exactly how much they filmed, but it wasn't too, too much yet with Stuart Townsend. Yeah. And then they were just like, sorry, sorry, Stu. Well, they talk about it in a little in the commentaries, but, but they, they don't, don't name, name him. him. Yeah. yeah. 
Probably because they're not really supposed to. Yeah, they're probably under contract. Yeah, they're probably like they they're probably not really supposed to. So that's fine. I'd be interested to kind of see that footage. I know that they're never going to release there's, it. There's there's some production like stills that came out of him in the outfit and stuff. Oh, I've seen. interesting. But you know, he just looks like a teenager that wandered onto the set LARPing. So. <laughs> As you do. I mean, isn't what that's what Elijah Wood did. <laughs> that's what Elijah and Orlando were doing. <laughs> and Orlando is just so excited to be a part of this. It's and the adorable. commentary just really shines through. Oh my god. Every time he opens his mouth, he's like, I love this so much. And I'm like, oh, I love you too, Orlando Bloom. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He's like, Vigo is just so great. I love him in this movie. It's like, thanks, Orlando. You're really contributing to this conversation. Hey, man. It's adorable. <laughs> it's adorable. It is adorable. It's almost as cute as Elijah Wood's affinity for maps. Yes. <laughs> I hope Indeed. that's a thing that keeps going. Like the map and Elijah's like, oh, I love this map. Yeah. <laughs> Though I don't know why there would be another map in the movie. I hope his house Ooh. is just like covered in maps. Yeah. Right? That'd be sweet. He's like part of like the topography club or whatever. He buys all these topographically accurate, like solid cast maps. Yeah, he has the like the different. Um, he has all the different maps. Like you know how there's like the standard world. There's like different names for all these different. He's maps. got like all the pull down layers. Oh my god! <laughs> like a teacher, <laughs> or, like world map. He's got like the ten different maps that it's are like, just like population density. It's just the window hangings in his house, like yeah, just maps. <laughs> He likes to dress like Frodo and pour over his maps. That's weird. <laughs> I don't you, know. you, you like took weird. that from. <laughs> yeah, I think it's creepier if he's dressing up like Frodo, honestly. Because then it's just kind of like, oh, he's an eccentric, weird actor. But then he's just like, oh god, you need to tone that down. <laughs> he's a weird actor. <laughs> no, can you? Can you fathom Nick Cage's Aragorn? <laughs> I can't even, like... Like, imagine... <laughs> like, especially, like, trying to be all, like, romantic with Liv Tyler. Oh, my lord. <laughs> Just like, imagining, like, the whole plotting scene of, like, um, you know, instead of throwing the, the ring, you're, like, gonna go steal the declaration. But, yeah! Like, <laughs> In the Council of Elrond, he just yeah. stands up and he's like, I know what we're going to do. <laughs> we're going to steal the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> and everyone just like stops and looks at him. <laughs> I mean, we're going to throw the ring into the fire. <laughs> I can't even do a Nick Cage impression, so I can't, I can't even like... I can't, I can't really either. It's just the animated way he talks. Yeah. It's kind of sing-songy. And it's not like... It's his his cadence and way of speaking is a little off, too. It's so unique. But, but it's maybe not that's like why he keeps getting Walken. roles. Yeah. It's, it's like not quite Christopher Walken. It's like... It's somewhere between Christopher Lloyd and Christopher Walken. It's like Christopher Walken light. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't... I think we're I think we're done with this minute. Yeah. Yeah. I just I don't know. I like the swords. 
all the swords forever. Nicholas Cage, Isildur's heir. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, he could have been Aragorn and Superman. There's an alternate reality for you. <laughs> That's true. That's just weird. All right. <laughs> It is. It's oh, weird. man. It makes me uncomfortable. Early Nick Cage is fine, and then he just gets increasingly weirder. <laughs> like, Russell Crowe, solid choice. Yeah. Vin Diesel, you know, it's kind fine. of mid-ground, I mean, but he's, still he's a, solid. Yeah, he's an action then, hero actor. That's like, fine. Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. For real. <laughs> or, like, Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis would be good, too. I think he... I don't think he's, like built strongly enough to like pull off Aragorn. He's that's also part of the problem with like Nicolas Cage. Eh, yeah. Because like Vin Diesel and Russell Crowe look like big bad dudes. Da- but Daniel da- but Air but I mean Aragorn. Vigo Vigo Mortensen isn't like stacked though. He's, you know, solid but not Well, I mean neither is Russell Crowe really. He's just a solid guy. Yeah. I guess I don't know. I always picture Russell Crowe. Yeah. I picture Russell Crowe like beefier. Yeah, I guess it's Gladiator. Gladiator, yeah. you're just you're just picturing him all swole in Gladiator. Swole. <laughs> <laughs> That's a movie that I, I wonder if anyone is gonna do a minute podcast for. What Gladiator? Yeah. Uh. I love that movie. I haven't seen it in a long time. Although it, it is a it is a great movie to watch if you are in the mood for it and know what you're about to get into. And I love that movie. And I say that with love. That's it. Because that's a really hard movie to just put on and watch. I, I don't know. All I, you know, I don't really remember much. Just Joaquin Phoenix in his glorious emperor outfit. Oh my god, yeah, that the is white Joaquin armor. Phoenix. He's so good in that. He is. He is. It's true. He's, he's kind of the best part of that movie for me. <laughs> All right. So, we are from the website, duelinggenre.com. You can email us, contact at lordoftheringsminute.com. What would be your alternate universe Aragorn fan cast? Tell us. We are on Twitter at LOTR Minute, Tumblr, lotrminute.tumblr.com. We have a Facebook page, which you can like, and a listener group, which you can join. Um, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes if you have a moment. Uh, it'd be awesome. We'll love you forever. You'll be in like the iTunes Hall of Fame. I don't know if that's true, but I'm just making stuff You'll up. You'll be in our Hall of Fame. <laughs> Uh, and in the meantime, you can check out the other podcasts on DuelingGenre.com. Genre. <laughs> DuelingGenre.com. Uh, the Doctor's Companion, which is our Doctor Who podcast that I co-host with Scott and Nick, two of our previous guests on this show. Scott and Nick host Back to the Future Minute, which is coming back January 2nd. Be excited. I know I am. Uh, Geek by Night, which is also coming back in January, is our fictional audio drama podcast. And we also have Harry Potter Minute, also on Dueling Genre, which is not, which doesn't have anything to do with me, Scott, or Nick. So or me. Well, yeah, check them out. Um, this is all I have anything to do with on Dueling Genre. Yeah, I know. That's why. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> you can also check out our Patreon, which you can access from DuelingGenre.com/support, or there's a one-time PayPal donation on the site, as well as merch. And thank you again, Melly, for joining us today. Yeah. And special thanks to our Patreon associate producer, Leaper182. I hope you guys all have a good Thursday, and we'll see you again tomorrow.